Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. You're listening to Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. Time to get embarrassed with us. Something like that. Good afternoon, Elon. How are you? Oh, I'm doing very well, Will. Thank you very much for being here for another edition with me of Lost and Rewound. Oh, anytime. You know I enjoy being the guest host on this lovely show of yours. It's quite a wonderful addition that you have brought to the greater realm of Brooklyn and the world with just old recordings rehashed. It's wonderful. It's the most wonderful shit show that you ever heard on this exact stream. Yes, yes, indeed. There are so many shows here on Radio Free Brooklyn. And they're each delectable in their own right. All of them have some sort of social outreach, and each of them are come from a place of love. They genuinely come from a place of interest and prowess. Yes. It's incredible. You would be absolutely remiss if you missed out on any of the programs that Radio Free Brooklyn has to offer. So that is why we recommend that you download the Radio Free Brooklyn app. Actually use it! It is not useless! I swear to God, it's the first fucking application I have ever used in which you can actually get shows more easily as opposed to having to go through some ridiculous website and then getting an app and then registering and then registering and registering. It's actually quite useful, so fuck yes. So you know what? RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. Wonderful app for both Android and iOS. I-O-S. RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash iPhone or RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash Android. And what just happened there, Will? God fucking, I just lost it. I'm you, sorry. I you, got, I got, you quite, lost it so much that you almost had a Scottish accent there I, for a I, second. I, in fact, you know what? As I, oh, you know what? As I, oh God, now I'm dropping into Liverpool. As we go into different accents and I'm even dropping out of Liverpool and now sort of going a little high. I don't know where you're coming from, but I'm going to continue talking like oh, I'm a British it. Isn't it fun? I really have. To say, you know what? I do. I do rather enjoy jumping around with the different accents. I want to remind you all that we are a five hundred one c three non for profit organization. Radio Free Brooklyn's mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. So, if you would like to support the RFB mission, we can continue to bring you this quality community radio. Nothing. Nothing but quality community radio. And going back into my normal voice for just one second, Radio Free Brooklyn does provide a platform for a lot of artists who otherwise wouldn't get heard. So, guys, if you do feel interested in this and you do enjoy the literally hundreds of hours of free content that we provide, please do donate because this allows people who otherwise wouldn't have had a chance to literally come up in the world. It is an invaluable process in terms of growing the arts, not only within Brooklyn, but in New York and in the world. So, yeah, please give if you can. Oh, so we're going back in regular voices now? No! Oh, fuck! Oh, I'm sorry! Oh, okay, okay. okay God bye. damn it, dude. Just, I'm sorry. We, all, we had an intro almost just perfectly, like, 100% on but you point. Didn't feel you didn't feel the seriousness, like, warranted the, the return? Or you thought, nah, yeah. nah, I guess you're right. Nah. Yeah. Anyway, you know, y'all know what to do by now. We, yeah. we, we'll accept a dollar, we'll accept $500, whatever you want to do to contribute. Uh, re- reminder that all your donations are tax deductible, so there's also that. 
Cause oh, yeah. Fuck, fuck paying taxes, really. Lastly, if you want to keep up with all the events, giveaways, and all sorts of fun uh, offers on any swag, for example, maybe? Oh, yeah. Uh, like awesome that, Radio Free Brooklyn swag, guys. RFB. My bag. I have a bag. It did not get ruined in the mud this morning uh, when, I, when I was going to work. Elon ate it, at a, and this bag, spotless. Yes. Completely spotless. RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter, and that's Radio, R-E-A-D-I-O, Free Brooklyn is the newsletter of which will only go to your inbox once a month because we here at RFB are dedicated to a spam-free world. Oh, yeah. And with that, let's get started. Is our lovely musical guest. I'll tell you. Today's guest, this week's guest, hails from Indianapolis, Indiana. He's a musician that is based here in Bushwick and has performed all over Bushwick even too. So uh, if you've ever been to Bushwick Good Life Garden, City Bear Cafe, Bushwick Community Darkroom, or the Living Gallery, you have without a doubt seen today's esteemed guest. Please welcome to Lost and Rewound, Marcus Jade. Hello. Or- Hello, hello, hello. What is up, Marcus? What's the good word, fellas? How you doing, buddy? The, the good word is Taylor. Tay-Tay. That's the good word. I, want, I wanted to give uh, Taylor Place a big shout-out because uh, she, big shout, big shout, big she, shout, big she got shout. you onto the show to be here with us this week. Did you do artery shows? Is that my understanding? Yeah, yeah. I do artery shows. I've Wait, done... before our audience, can you give us a quick description of what artery shows are? Yes, please. sure, sure. I would love to. So Artery is a platform in which we kind of get together as hosts and artists and we put on showcases, particularly in people's spaces. So a four by four apartment with walls can suddenly turn into a really nice jam session. And that's like, that's session. really fucking cool, actually. And it's yeah, open yeah. to the public to come and see the shows? Or uh, come and open to the public. If they RSVP, they got to go through right. the RSVP gotcha. process. Yeah. Well, so the last time she was here, she was saying that the uh, app was in beta. Is it a much more um, esta- like established, more uh, like is it an easier app to use? I know it was like artery.is or something. Is the website? Correct. Still is. Still is. Uh, I would say that it is much more robust and fluid because now there is a community that is open to it in Bushwick in particular. Given the fact that like right now, Bushwick is kind of going through this cultural renaissance, kind of works out in this whole thing. Yeah, it just kind of works out in this whole thing where like, you know, there's more options. And so as an artist, 
and even as you know an attendee in the past it definitely cuts out the idea of like having to go to a bar or go to like some kind of established venue and having to pay this and pay that just to come see your friend or come see somebody you like. Whereas you can go straight to a showcase in someone's apartment and granted like all the, all the proceeds artery only takes like 5%. The rest goes straight to the artist. So that's like the coolest thing. So this is like, this is literally a, is it an open source app? So it's but it's an app under development that basically lets other artists I would say, get meetups and jam sessions and sort of yeah, open showcases. It's a P two P platform where it's just like That's yeah, awesome. you you set up a profile whether you're a host or an artist and you create an idea and you put that idea out into the And this isn't necessarily the, in music. It can be in anything. It can be in anything. Yeah, they do comedy, I think, Holy too, right? Yeah, shit. they do comedy. I put together a bunch of shows myself through okay. other venues such as Unruly Collective on Cooper Street. And I've put together art bursts. I've put Dude, together... I would do that with like sci-fi Dungeons and Dragons yeah, yeah, fans. Exactly, you know what exactly. I mean? Like that's amazing. There's this one guy that puts together like he just wants to do stuff like avocados and comedy. <laughs> what? And so you you know you get you get Hey man, there is a lot there. You get you, you kind of get some SNL writer slash Comedy Central past attendees, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you either get an avocado toast or an avocado salad, and you get to laugh all day. So it's Girl, like, yeah. like lobster, right? Right? It's it's Dude, that's it's great. innovative. So like it's it's ideas. I mean, so I know many ton, different I know ideas. I know tons of web pages and tons of Facebook pages and tons yeah. of you know services where they're piggybacking on another service to essentially create that same thing. I haven't heard. I've heard of two failed dedicated apps to that kind of idea but that's brilliant you have a pretty dedicated community now who are playing off each other right right i think the the, the beauty about it and which it gives it the fluidness is just the fact that like you know there's so many different communities in bushwick alone i would say oh sure mm-hmm. for the performances like, alone too. yeah performances alone and it kind of mixes them all together so like there's this beautiful palette of just like blend that happens and you know, like like you know, Dungeons and Dragons sci-fi meets uh, prestigious dancers kind of get together in an apartment, and then like something like that beautiful happens. Everything about that sounds awesome. Yeah, literally I, everything about that sounds awesome. And that's, and that's awesome. to be hypothetical, it's but yeah. it's but yeah, organic completely. This is gonna sound so cliched, but that is such product Bushwick. You know what I mean? Like in a think- in, a, in a spot where like you have so many people who are just open to collaborating well, and open to right, mixing right, and matching. Right, right, right. I, I would argue that it's a response to the fight that real estate developers have given Bushwick, which is. Uh, for example, the Silent Barn, which uh, sadly right. isn't around anymore. Right. And the Silent Barn really fostered that uh, community. Oh, buddy. And so the more places you get rid of, not to say that it's a bad thing that there's this camaraderie of artists coming together and yeah. doing shows of this variety, they really don't have much of a choice. This mm. is just, this is such an indication of how much Brooklyn has changed that over the course of the last, literally the last 20 years, we have seen these neighborhoods that were exactly what you were describing in this app form. And now everybody's getting kicked out and, you know, because just the real estate prices are insane. And it's just, it's the nature of gentrification, but it's, it's the nature of the beast. Yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> Marcus, you're from Indianapolis originally. What yeah. was it like growing up there? Yeah, man. It's, <laughs> I mean, dude, it's, give us it, parallels or differences. What's it like? Yeah, there's, there's definitely parallels and, yeah. You know, there's some similarities, but the biggest thing, and I think I was explaining this to somebody, 
is that the biggest thing is that your backdrop of all the parallels is just this flat surface. <laughs> miles, miles, miles. I mean, like the where planes. I'm from, I could see downtown skyline where, where I was raised. And the only thing that I was obscuring my view was the Indianapolis 500. There might be some buildings, there might be some trees that kind of obscure your, your vision, so to speak. But flatness, like the distance and just like like the street <laughs> the that I grew up on, really 38th Street. Yeah, 38th Street is like the longest street in Indianapolis. And I could see. You don't know how long like, it goes, do you? Off the top of your head? Well, not. I, you... I can guarantee you that like from it, however big is Indianapolis, that's how big 38th Street is. Because it goes <laughs> yeah. from west to east. There, there's a middle in Indianapolis. Yeah, there's I remember, a middle. There, it's, like, it's not a grid per se, maybe? Yeah. It's, it a, it's not a yeah. It's like there's a center of the city center. and then like everything. It's a very symmetrical city. I and think it's the divided. Okay. It, it really is divided in four quadrants. So you, you do have, you know, is there, is it like a train tracks town at all or not really? It's, it was part of the rust belt, so to speak. I got you. If the Bible belt had, you know, a path, which I guess it does like no, Indianapolis dude, I love it. is kind of yeah. dips. Yeah. And it kind of dips towards Indianapolis and then shoots back up into the Midwest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you're like so literally tell so to correct me if I'm wrong, but you're like the sort of liberal spear pushing into the south. You know, it's the the thing about Indianapolis is that they call it the south of the Midwest. (laughs) So you want to talk about spear more like an an erected obelisk. So my bad. So just reverse everything I just said. Nah, I mean, you're right? You just gotta get some. No. Do you do go, perspective? Do you go way. back often to visit Midwest, or you, yes, have, I actually do. How long has it been since you moved to Brooklyn? It's been four years. Mm-hmm. The last time I went back to Indianapolis, in particular, was May. Okay. Oh, so like, how many times a year you get back? I say on a good year, which is in the last few years. Like I, I try to go back. Nice, dude. Um, I actually. You know, I'm kind of family oriented, I suppose, mm-hmm. even though like just last night I was just like, I don't know how I'm going to make Thanksgiving <laughs> <laughs> as much as you would like to put you on the spot, not to put you on the spot, but for but for monetary reasons or for family monetary, man. Like, yeah, monetary. for sure. Justification. OK, yeah, what, what, what dish are you going to miss the most if you can't make it? Wait a minute, say that question again. What, what, dish what Yeah, what Thanksgiving <laughs> this dish? This is an important question. Yeah. Oh, oh. Um, candy yams. Sweet, damn. Candy yeah. sweet potatoes. But yeah, here's yeah. the thing. So I'm not going to try to put my mom on blast. <laughs> I don't, you know, she's probably going to listen. Then she's going to be like, you give so me out my recipe. So she, she does this thing where she like cuts up like this, a sweet potato. And she probably cuts it up in fours. Mm. But the whole point of it is that, like, a sweet potato is probably, like, that big. Mm-hmm. So she just cut it up in fours. And, you know, she put everything in there and put the mix down and stuff like that. And so instead of, like, you know, when you get candy yams, generally speaking, I, I don't know how y'all eat it. but <laughs> Most of the candy yam dishes I've got were just dishes with stuff on top. You know right. what I mean? It so, was just, like, mashed instead, with stuff on top. Right. But instead, it's just, like, a soft block. Oh, that sounds amazing. 
And so like, just think of it as like this huge pot of just like these, these squares and these oh, rectangles. Dude, they're and these, like, that's like, and that's these, like soak in a pear and, and sugar and yeah, boil it. Exactly. Like, mm, exactly. And, so you, and you pull it out and like, you look like you got two on your plate, but there's like these two glaciers that you just. Kind of <laughs> <slap>. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, Marcus's mom, if you're listening, uh, he is describing this, and I'm just going to say for the record, pantomiming this, acting this shit out with so much love, like you could see the, you could see the like. We hope that you make it back for Thanksgiving because that sounds, yeah, dude, that sounds delightful. too good. Yeah, 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 but I try, I try to go back because um, I have a seven year old brother. Mm-hmm. Oh, so dude, that, that's like, awesome! No, when they're yeah. that fucking young, that's great. Yeah, that's cool. Since he's been born, I love. Indianapolis in particular when I was 18 Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. I haven't really been back for a few years and yeah like I haven't really been around since he was born granted I'm not I'm not a bad brother please please (laughs) I I I give him everything he wants man (laughs) but yeah he's just he's the smallest coolest dude in the world and I got him a, a guitar for Christmas and so, like, that's our bonding. Like, when we that's when I so come sweet. through, is like, he rocking out on that? Is he loving it? You know, he's into Fortnite. <laughs> but, but you know, it was the thought that counted. He stops playing when I play. That's, that's cool. the cool thing. Yeah, he stops playing, and he's like, "Wow, like this thing." That's pretty cool. Like that's this, really this awesome. thing call, makes, call these, me, makes these sounds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> calling me surprised that the seven year old is more into the video games than the than the instrument. Yeah, but yeah. he's got that instrument, so when but he is ready, when he's ready, he can go all in. Right, right. Do right, exactly. you have any other siblings other than him? Yeah, I have an older brother, and I have a younger how, sister. How much older do you see? And how much older than you is she? Uh, I will be twenty seven this month. Okay, so my brother is thirty. Okay. So he's three, and then my sister just turned twenty one. Oh wow! So you've run yeah. the gambit, dude. For the long, cool. for a, for a while before uh, your seven year old brother was born. Mm-hmm. And what is his name, by the way? Jaren. Before Jaren was born, you were the middle child. I was the middle child. My sister wasn't born until like I was like six, mm-hmm. and then it was really just me and my older brother. But then we have like a multitude of just like cousins. Genuinely speaking, like I grew up around them but when it came to like friends in particular like trying to make friends like i just tried to hang out with my older brother and my brother wasn't having that for the most part and i think this is like just probably like what makes me who i am is that i didn't i wasn't hanging out with him as much as i wanted to and suddenly just kind of was like left in my own devices Mm. i was the kid that like I was like making mud pies and 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 like running around screaming and and like skateboarding and rollerblading. I probably had like one friend. I was like by myself. I wasn't necessarily a loner, but I was like I was kind of alone. But it you was, were creating. In your I head. was creating, and my I just like you know my most vivid memories, respectfully, was just like you know being whatever years old, Legos out of proportions, and just like building. All kind of stuff. No, dude, I, so, love, I love that so much. I didn't trip at all. Like, mm. it was cool. It was like one of those situations where it was just like, you know what? My older brother is gone. He's probably in school, after school, and I'm here chilling. So, give me a high C. You to learn how to entertain yourself. Right. I had, and I had to do that. And I think that's what kind of, that's why I am who I am now. When did you start playing guitar and how did you get into it? Oh, man. Um, the first time I really started kind of getting into music so to speak as a mm-hmm. was a child like i was 
sort of in, you know, in and out of little small choirs in elementary school. Was there a specific kind of music that your parents listened to that you remember listening to growing up? Oh, man, they listened to 70s soul. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, 80s, you know, new jazz swing, yes. hip hop. Oh, I'm no. so happy. So, like, oh. My mom, she really had a big taste in music. Yeah. And she's the one that really heavily influenced me. She loved Prince. And oh, so yeah. that opened my palate. There was Luther Vandross was always playing. Marvin Gaye was always playing. <laughs> nice. The Delphonics, The Supremes, oh, Tina yeah. Turner, yeah. Um, Isley Brothers. Um, oh my God, dude! You're, you're... I'll be real. Uh, Bell Biv DeVoe. I'll be sure. Um, <laughs> I'll be real, know, and I'll Kim. be sure. That's the best part. I know. Yeah, no, that's yeah, so yeah, good. Yeah. Dude, it, all of them. All that's of them. amazing. That's incredible. It wasn't until like I was like fourteen that I got into guitar and. The story really is actually, like I said, I was always in choir as a kid. So I was always like a gospel singer. Wait, Baptist like church? Yeah. Well, right you know, apostolic. So apostolic. it was, you know, whatever. But it was just funny. My grandmother is Jehovah's Witness. And so <laughs> that, on that side. Like, wow. So you really know Brooklyn Heights. So like. In a way. <laughs> I used to work. I used to work off Jerome. So Are like, you serious? Dude, I grew up at the end of Montague Street. Wild. I don't talk about it. Anyway, I was always a singer. So, like, singing was right like the thing that I wanted to do. As I got older, I kind of wanted to learn how to do an instrument. So, there was like this introduction, like in elementary school, it kind of went like the introduction to the little recorder, to the violin. Hmm. And like in middle school, there was like, you know, some piano because my choir teacher in particular, she was a pianist. Hmm. So like in middle school, the thing that always happens is that they, when they, they get you in school in the early in the school year, they try to figure out when, you know, music programs existed in, in schools. <laughs> when there uh, was funding would, for it. Yeah. Like, the, the art taste, the uh, arts, what right. is this? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, art, uh, art, uh, arts. Yeah. <laughs> And in Indiana, what they do is that they, they put you in the gym and then they divide you up. And then they, so it's like, okay, yeah, can geez. you sing or can you play an instrument? And you just, you kind of, you don't really have a choice, but then. He put his fingers people, on the keys. He can play. Right, right. But I think people naturally kind of drew towards like the drums or like this and right. this and that. And I wasn't really drum savvy. I always failed instrument, mm. like all the way up until I found a guitar. Mm. But I always aced choir class. So like. Mm. That was my way of just like still being active. Your voice was your voice natural was talent. my main thing. Yeah, and then when the guitar came along, I think it came along when when girls came along. Natural progression. What? No way. A very natural progression. And Nirvana like was found and Color Me Bad and I learned about Bad Brains and Henry oh, Rollins all right, cool. and so Lucky like I, I was like oh I want to play guitar and like everybody around me was like these I guess you can say like high school burnout slash like all we do is like listen what? to Ozzy Osbourne Van Halen um, oh my God. Motorhead Megadeth nice. things like that and so like my introduction to guitar was Crazy Train. Wow, I mean, that's, that's amazing. Dude, there's no, I mean, right, I mean, like right, getting yeah, introduced that, to, to guitar via Van Halen is not a bad way right, to get introduced right, to guitar. Right, right, right. Yeah. And so it was just like everybody was into that. And like, of course, like the, the heavy metal stuff. So like, sure. I was my own little thing of just like kind of riding the waves 
plus I'm mm. black. So it's just like, you can't be all into the white crowd. You can't be all into like the black crowd because I was just me, punk rock. The thing about Indianapolis was that they legitimately had like this jazz age. Mm. Yeah. And then there there was this DIY. When I was growing up, there was a legit DIY community. And it might mm. be like that now in Indianapolis because there's a lot of houses. Mm. And, you know, basement shows and stuff like that. But the time that I was growing up, it just felt it did, it didn't even feel like and, I, and I'm probably very nostalgic about this now is that like it didn't even feel like whether it was an option to get a regular job or be a musician. It was like balls out, walls out. I'm about to do this mm. or, I'm, or I'm not going to do it. You, you don't remember any point in your life where you were questioning that or when that essentially choice was so clear. Right. I think the biggest thing was that, like, even now, I'm just really committed to uh, music as this thing that builds community. Hmm. And I'm very fortunate to, like, be in the DIY scene in Bushwick. And so there's this healthy codependency of just people wanting to come together that need to come together, that need that type of community. And in Indianapolis, I fell into that community. I fell in that community very early when I found a guitar. So it was, like, my first... Um, shows were DIY punk shows in Indianapolis. And it was just immediately, <laughs> so cool. <laughs> immediately like, you know, 14, 15 years old, sneaking into like these houses with like, you know, 21, 25 year old punks. And it's just like me, my black ass, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> excuse me, excuse the language, but it was just like me, I'm walking in there with like one or two other friends and I'm curious and I'm exposed to this world. And the biggest thing that I saw that like still is like in my mind today is that you know everybody just came together it wasn't about race it wasn't about uh, gender it wasn't about income it, w- it wasn't about college degree it was just about the music it was about yeah. people and re- really really quick was that the only realm or sort of genre or whatever was uh, that the only place where you felt so where, where you just saw everybody was coming together for that's where it began, no other reason, i guess right 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 it was it burst just, out of it was yeah it just I, I i i didn't feel i didn't feel like that anywhere else i yeah. i and believe me like i was a sports kid all through high school i did track i did football i did basketball hmm. and, and i was on the winning teams but at the end of the day i just i just didn't blend in with them and so when I found yeah, when I found you know the DIY scene, it didn't matter whether it was punk rock or hip hop or you know agro punk or agro mm. rap or stuff like that. And it was just this community of people that like you know loving, and you know one of the biggest things that I guess I'm a dork for it is that like you know these places always have food, <laughs> right? <laughs> on. Always have food, and these yeah, places dude. always just had like community and and people of just like wanting to. Wanting to just be there, almost like beyond the music, but really just be there because, you know, this it's almost like a being in that type of community is, a, is almost like a selfless act, especially like if you're like punk rock or hardcore. Like, you know, you're throwing yourself into a mosh pit yeah, all the time. And it's just like whether you're just sitting there or dancing around, it's kind of a selfless act to give you all this energy, all this attention to like this crowd, this, this band. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt that. I felt that I felt that in the being on stage with people, but I also feel it being off stage when I'm seeing like a friend of mine performing is that I'm giving them, you know, my energy and they're feeding off of it and they're doing a great job. 
And I couldn't find that anywhere else in Indianapolis. I mean, dude, that sounds like a real community. We want to hear a little bit of what you got here in the studio. But before we do, I just want to make a note. If people want to hear and learn more about you online, there is a Facebook page of Marcus Jade Music, uh, facebook.com slash Marcus Jade Music. And I I wanted to pull it up uh, because I'm looking at it right now and I couldn't help but notice all these different influences that you show. Uh, Bob Dylan, Jimi Hendrix, B.B. King, a lot of the classics, obviously, Mm -hmm. Police, Cream, uh, and Nirvana, as you mentioned. Can't help but notice one particular band name. Which one? Guster. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Before you play some music here, I just I have to address that because that I, I had questions about that. Custer, yeah. Um, I've seen them live. There is this, I forgot, <laughs> it's, what is it, what song, Satellite? I think it's Satellite that I remember, like, listening to. It, it was, like, one of those moments where I was just like, what, 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 like, what is this? What is happening? And it was just, this was around the same time I lived in Fort Wayne, Indiana. So mm. this is, like, a smaller town within a smaller town. And it was just, like, everybody was into the strokes. And when I found Guster... I was into it. I was into plaid and I was into like, you know, Vans t-shirts and, and, you know, thrift band tees. And I was just like, I'm with this. Yeah. But yeah, Guster, Guster, there's also, um, Violent Femmes. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. That's one of my favorite bands. I love them too. They are so quirky, but so very good. I have to say they were, they were quite the soundtrack of my later high school career. It was Wilco as well that mm, I discovered, right you know, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. I was just <sighs> what a, what an album. beautifully, beautifully composed, just like, and the, the amount of bravery that it like took to build that album. It was one of those albums that this nostalgia for me. It, it was one of those things where when I had the record, hmm. you know, I was just flipping it over, flipping it over constantly. Wait, just do, just do me a favor, just to set the scene. Um, when I did that, it was specifically a disc man and specifically <laughs> going back to the beginning of the album and just playing it over again and going yeah. back to the beginning of the album oh, and totally. just playing it over again. Yep. Is that the same, same experience? Yeah, more or less with the vinyl, just flipping it. Oh my God, it was literally the album? Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. I had, I had Yankee Hotel Foxtrot on vinyl. Damn, Hell yeah. dude. Hell That's awesome. Yeah, and I got it for dirt, dirt, dirt cheap. <laughs> and it came with, you know, the little downloadable slip. Oh my God. <laughs> that is 2002 in a nutshell. It's like... Why don't we take a listen now to uh, what you got? You've got this beautiful guitar with you. What does the G stand for? Uh, This is, um, let me, I just want to talk about a little bit about this guitar. This is a Gretsch Jim Dandy. It's gorgeous. It's very beautiful. Thank you. I'm a very, like, harsh person. Like, I'm everywhere. I was on a mountain (laughs) in Vermont with this thing. It's a part of the Roots collection. And this is a, it's sort of like a, that's the new age parlor guitar, I guess you can say. Mm. It's completely unhinged. It's completely acoustic. But the G just stands for Gretsch. What cool. is the song you're going to be playing for us? You know what? Since we want to talk about Indianapolis, I'll play a song that I wrote, so to speak, about Indianapolis. When, yeah. when did you write it? Probably four years ago. Okay. Nice. Was this pre or post move? Post move. I lived in Dittmans Park when I first moved here, and mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time unemployed. <laughs> and so I spent a lot of time working on my craft. There's a love-hate only because, like, in a particular place, kind of like Indiana, is that you kind of get, 
you kind of actually really do get the nostalgic picturesque childhood. It's green, it's lush, and there's parks and there's flat grass. And it's just like, you know, as a kid, as as any other person, like you, you just spend a lot of time running around. But there, there's some ups and downs, and I think that that's what this song is about. So I'll go ahead and play it. Yeah. Oh, this yeah. is Marcus Jade here, uh, Lost and Rewound. Here we go.
two options in your life, your life. See the heat or miss. man that was, that was awesome that was I, I like like i am so happy this is gonna sound to- totally counterintuitive but i'm so happy i didn't listen to any of your music coming in this morning because like that blew me a fucking way yeah. that was incredible One of those things we, <laughs> gotcha <laughs> we, 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 I, I personally but i think we sort of strive inherently to keep a fresh ear whenever we come into the studio every yeah. week just so that that whatever we're yeah. hearing hits us with a more uh organic way that was what's up I appreciate that a lot. We got to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're with Marcus Jade and Will Hasty here with me at my side. This is Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn.
Welcome back. This is the weekly audio archive show called Lost and Rewound. And you can find all of our audio. Oh, you can find all of our past episodes. Yes. In fact, all of our past episodes are officially <laughs> now finally up because I got with it. We still have one that's uh, still got a gun in there because some audio issues. But that said, uh, lostandrewound.podomatic.com is our main site. And then if you want to hear even more or go to other platforms that aren't Podomatic, you know, because maybe you have iTunes, maybe you have Spotify. You can go to either of those two as well as SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com slash lostandrewound. Marcus, uh, you contributed clips to us this week. Yeah. yeah yes, yes, I did. You did. yes, I did. And I did, I did not listen to these clips. <laughs> Like Will was so That's saying, good. That's great. He, he likes to it, keep a fresh ear. I like to keep the fresh ears. I like to keep the fresh ears. I like it. I like it the fresh in my ears. It, 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 it tastes very different in my ear. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go in order here. I'm going to go in order. And the first track that I see over here is called a dopamine. 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 Tell Ooh, us like about this. dopamine. Man, it was one of those songs that uh, this is one of those unreleased I like saw a song and like all my unreleased stuff. Mm. And I remember writing the words down, sort of speak. But I think the reason why I picked this song is because I like the melody rhythm that I kind of came up with this. Mm -hmm. And it's a really shoddy <laughs> recording <laughs> and i don't want to give the complete song away but my favorite part is where i can wait careful tell... careful you sure you sure you don't want us to hear it well i don't know if the people listening will understand what's gonna happen so i kind of gotta like you know what let, let's I just guess... do it let's Jump just do it, it. explain yeah. it after let's all right, all right, okay. jump down the cliff with us lemmings let's Here do it we go Thank you. 
batting a thousand, my friend. That was gorgeous. <laughs> Thank you. Again, very melodic. Very. I love your voice. You have a really unique singing voice. You really do. I mean, it's, wow, it's, it's, especially in the sense that like you don't expect what it's going to be. <laughs> in a sense, and like you know, for you, you, you have you're, you're high and you're melodic, right? Like that's the like just talking to you. That is not what I would have expected you to be, just in terms of singing. Like you sound like almost right. you would be yeah. a baritone. Hey, man. You know I mean? right. That's well, that, that, that Prince shit right there. Yeah, I can, you know what? <laughs> that's a really that's a great fucking point. Prince that's a really. I gotta stop cursing. Uh, that's a I, great point. You can curse as much as you fucking want. You <laughs> ah, this is a wet uh, radio station. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah, man. We get blue. You have a uh, a lower voice, and you can simply sing really, really high. I mean, that's. I mean, I think that's with a lot of people, but Prince, I think, mastered that because. A very low, low voice like this. Yeah, I think I don't know. I don't know what happened. R.I.P. Prince. I think it just. <laughs> you know, I used to do yoga, and that's a gift. Pretty spiritual, but it's like you know. No, no, controlling that diaphragm, you need a little throat, bit of spirit, man. Right, the throat chakra, and then like right here is where like I don't feel like I'm stretching. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm stretching my voice when I talk like this. Even if I'm rushing or something like that, like I don't feel like I'm stretching mm-hmm. or like pulling it away. And then even for me, like I kind of try to breathe deep, but I don't know. Like that's just the luck that I got. This is my my talking voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is my normal. But, talking but what you were think- saying, you don't feel you lose it. Do you feel you uh, lose it when you sing, or do you feel it pulls? Because like you get that same thing when it's pulling. Because it does. It sounds like it comes pretty easily. Well, sounds- yoga definitely sounds like it's helped a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, if anything, I have a comfort being able to get that high, mm-hmm. so to speak. When I was a kid, I was always a tenor, and the way that I was, <laughs> no way. I was a middle tenor. So like, I was always between. Uh, soprano and alto just so much that like where I was like I stood in such a way where it was just like I could be the tenors with the rest of the boys but I sat down and I stood in the middle between the girls I mean that's I, a lot of versatility dude especially yeah, at a young age yeah and I think that that was the thing that kind of helped me of just like being able to sing with a woman accompaniment or somebody singing high and me just mm. like being underneath them or just singing just as high but not as like right mm. i want to move on to the next track it's called tadpoles go go mm. is there a little more concrete uh, evidence of the, the whereabouts for the song yeah yeah i remember this song i wrote this is another unreleased exclusive exclusive <laughs> <laughs> um well i hate to get really graphic but no, I, do lived it, in, dude. I lived in a little bitty town call fort wayne mm-hmm. and i had this friend who was uh he's an alcoholic mm. and he um, was a really bad alcoholic and mm. it just really sucked simply because like at this point in time like i'm 22 he's 21 so i kind of wrote it in favor of just like this idea of boyhood conjured spirit type so all yeah. right okay let's roll There's a hole that plays beyond the tree 
I mean, it was gorgeous, but you giving us the context makes all that more powerful. Thank you. Thank you. These clips have been amazing. Uh, I feel like there's so much uh, to... Con- we, we can keep going for another hour with you, probably, if can we I, wanted if, to. If you don't mind me asking, what happened to... Did, did the friend ever get treatment? Yeah, yeah. They they sort of live a normal life now. You okay. know, kid, divorced, you know, painting. Uh-huh. So, yeah. You're going to be performing in uh, Quincy, Massachusetts tonight, actually. Uh, so you got to get going right now because you got to make sure you make the show. Uh, where, 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 where in Quincy, Mass, are you going to be playing? Uh, Quincy College, yeah. the uh, student lounge. All right. I do a feature presentation every other month. I'm doing three 
in the next well, it's just going to be consecutive months. So September, mm-hmm. October, and November, I'm going to be Great. making nice. the series. Oh yeah! All right. Yeah. This has been Marcus Jade joining us this week, dude. Thank you so much for yeah, uh, contributing. And they could find you as as I said on Facebook at uh, Marcus Jade Music, Facebook.com/slash Marcus Jade Music, and MarcusJade.com. Um, check out all my music at MarcusJade.Bandcamp.com as well, nice. and uh, sign up for my newsletter. Thank you. No Hi. doubt. We're going to be actually uh, on our way out listening to a song called Sibling No Words, an instrumental track of yours, which I'm really looking forward to hearing. I'm sorry. Simply oh, yeah. No Words or Sibling No Words? Sibling, sibling parentheses, No, no words. words. Nice. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh. We're all out of words. We're out of time. Thank you for joining us. This has been Lost in Rewound. My name is Alon. And I'm Will Hasty. And I'm Marcus J. And- oh, yeah. <laughs> Here on Radio Free Brook. See you all next week. I just need to tell you one thing. Mm-hmm. So I used to run roadie for this guy, right, who's on today. And he had this thing where whenever he wanted to go on stage, he wouldn't unless we found him 1,000 yellow M&Ms. So we went around to all the candy stores in New York, and we found one that was open late. And, you know, we opened the doors, but we realized it's closed. And so the son and father come out, and we tell them what we need, and they go... Oh, fuck off, yeah. You know, it was a sad tale. We had to beat them to death with their own shoes. All because of yellow M&Ms? Oh, yeah, no, but we got the yellow M&Ms, and, you know, we went on stage. It was a good show.